Welcome to An Artist's Journey, the podcast about creating and thriving as an artist. I'm your host, Malcolm Dewey, a full-time artist, and I'm living the artist's life. So let's begin. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about the art of simplicity. Why is simplicity so important to artists and also how we live our life? When you apply simplicity to your creative life, you find that you learn valuable lessons about how you live your own life as well. So I found that there are probably about five truths about painting. And I talk about painting, but this can apply to any form of creativity. Specifically with painting, in my case, I find that making a good start to your painting is half the work done. So what gives a painting a lot of its strength? It's the big shapes that an artist tries to establish right at the beginning of the painting. Strong light and dark values, and without these, a painting tends to lack a lot of strength. So a few strong shapes to create a a dominant mass in the painting... As we say, in the beginning of the painting stage, this is a great way to add strength and um, a good design to the painting. The thing with paintings is beginners struggle to identify with is that a painting is a series of shapes, simple shapes, and the fewer the better. You only need as many shapes as may be necessary to give a painting a lot of um, appeal. Of course, exactly how many shapes it takes, that's, I guess, a matter of practice and something we work out over time. So nature is perfectly able to pull off a thousand and one shapes and make something look great. We as artists, however, are far more limited in our creative abilities, unfortunately. We need to look at another way, and that is to keep the shapes as few and as meaningful as possible. So simplifying a scene into a few major shapes is usually what I'm aiming for. And in the early stage of a painting, it's probably about seven shapes, and my painting surface is covered with those. So what I have to then do is, obviously, this is too few shapes to call a painting completed, but it's it's within those shapes that I then have to start working and refine those existing shapes a bit more. Adding interest, adding changes between light and dark and warm and cool color, things like that. Then things start to hang together much better um, and I'm bringing some order into the whole painting. Because of course nature, although it is working uh, just fine in its own sense, for us as artists nature is chaos. Okay, we cannot create nature on our canvas without simplifying everything into almost an abstract series of shapes. Going back to that painting, as I said, I'm looking for more or less about seven shapes. And within that, I can adapt and change to add some interest. But essentially, my painting consists of those seven shapes. So if I look at a few master artists who have commented on this point of simplicity, perhaps I can do no better than to quote uh, John F. Carlson, the great um, American landscape painter of the uh, early 20th century, and uh, from his fantastic book called Carlson's Guide to Landscape Painting. He talks about the point of simplicity 
He says the landscape is thus simple because only the essential masses have been tried for. If we keep the simplicity throughout and still add the embellishments of color, form, gradation, and finally enough detail, we'll be in a fair way to enter into artistic consideration. There probably never was a picture that was poor because it lacked detail or subject matter, rather the opposite. Bad paintings are usually so overloaded with useless detail that the essentials are obliterated. And that is putting it in pretty strong terms. The common mistake for beginner painters is to overdo the details. We think we need to include everything in the kitchen sink. Throw it all in because, after all, we're working from a photograph or maybe even looking at a scene in real life and we see it cluttered with all sorts of detail. Useless paraphernalia, millions of leaves, twigs and etc. If we, the thinking goes, include all of that information or try to put that into the painting, we're going to have a successful effort. Of course, it doesn't work that way. And we end up completely overworking and losing what is the the complete power of that scene. So when thinking about nature, it's a pretty amazing thing actually, because there is so much going on in nature and it all seems to be doing it quite effortlessly. It's like this time of year when the grass starts growing and it's far too effortless in, in my opinion, because it seems every week I have to mow it down again. The point is that all of nature is following a path of truth and simplicity and it's doing so without effort. So this to me is the key in so many areas of our life. Whenever I try to force something and it seems like it's so much hard work, then I know it's not right. Perhaps it's a matter of timing or simply not the course that is correct for me. Nature will have its way and we should try to follow these rhythms in our life and in our creative life as well. This might mean that you need to take some time to get to know a situation to figure out what is the essential characteristics of that situation before you can properly act on it. So instead of flying in, all guns blazing and just getting stuck in, you'd be far better off to take a bit of time to prepare, soak in the situation as it were, and then once you've worked it out, then get stuck in. In a landscape, for instance, you may immediately be attracted to a certain uh, scene and then you want to start painting it straight away but quickly get lost. The problem is that um, although we react instinctively, it does still require planning. It still requires that we need to sit down, make a little thumbnail sketch of a scene, then perhaps a more detailed um, plan of the scene, setting out the composition what needs to come out of that scene to really get to its essential characteristics. In every landscape, the good artist is going to leave out a lot of information and only put in that which is essential to pulling off a powerful landscape painting. Not every landscape scene is going to make a good painting either. Take a moment to consider the scene and how you're going to respond to it. I also want to refer to another fantastic book that every artist should have nearby, and that's The Art Spirit by Robert Henry. And when talking about simplicity, he states that the question is, what is essential? 
How shall the greatest economy be practiced? He refers to nature to illustrate this, and he says, for example, water runs down the hill concisely. There is no quibbling about it. It does not have to run up the hill in order to be entertaining. Man has always followed its course with fascination. The soul of man may reveal its mysteries through direct expression, simple speech, simple gesture, simple painting, everything in simplicity and economy. I find that it's an extremely powerful lesson when it comes to art. It's the simplicity of the shape, the simplicity of the line, and the simplicity of the color that creates the greatest impact. It's not whether I've managed to paint every leaf or twig. So the idea is to reduce everything we see to the utmost simplicity. And in order to do this, we need to be able to see, of course. And this is perhaps the greatest lesson for all artists in the world, is to learn how to see, only seeing what is essential and knowing what to put in and what to take out. Don't add anything unless it's going to help and contribute to the whole. The same applies, of course, to living our lives. Why add more clutter? Why add more debt? Why add more things in your life and more complications? Peace and power lies in the space. I think it was Viktor Frankl who said that between stimulus and reaction or stimulus and response lies a space and it is within that space where our power to choose our response lies. Whether we grow as people and as human beings and as individuals is determined by the response that we give to a stimulus. There is that space which implies a, an opportunity to consider, to make a reasoned response. We don't have to fly off the handle or lose control. So painting, like life, requires a lot of judgment and skill, as Robert Henry says. Who can really argue with that? So a few other things will help the artist come to grips with the idea of simplicity. And that is also about knowing yourself, being self-aware and also knowing your materials and your environment. Look at a, a painting, for instance, where an artist has, let's say, 20 to 30 colors on the palette. I've sometimes seen that where the artist religiously sets out, you know, squeezes out different tube colors and has a whole range of them around the edge of a large palette. And by the end of it, they've only used a few of those colors. I always wonder what is happening to the rest of that paint and, and why did they put them out. And I suppose the idea is, well, just in case, I needed them. And then I look at the approach of Impressionist uh, master painters, whether of uh, 20th century or contemporary ones today, and I see that they prefer to use a limited palette of colors, the primary colors and white and maybe one or two others, or a coolish red, perhaps like a and crimson, and um, maybe a second blue, something like that. But uh, all in all, a very small amount of colors. But with those, they create color that is in fact more harmonious and true to the real situation, and color that is so interesting because it's within the extremes of light and dark that we find the mass of colors and shapes in nature. 
it's not a case of that we have to find every single color in nature. What we're looking for is the essential elements that it can be simplified to. The scene in the distance may look fantastic on a painting if it's reduced to vaporous, cool blues and uh, desaturated color. And that gives a very clear and distinct impression of aerial perspective. Maybe it's distant hills or a mountain. We know exactly what we're looking at because we can feel it. There is simply no point in trying to paint every rock and every crevice of that distant mountain. So that if we look at that painting, we see a cobweb of uh, information. When that's not what is the point. The point of that distant mountain is to simply be there as a, as a presence, a, a monumental presence in this case. So know the difference between what should be emphasized and what should be de-emphasized. Otherwise, everything takes priority, in which case it all cancels each other out and we get nothing from the experience. I kind of feel that that is not just a lesson for painting, but is a lesson for life as well. If I do one thing that's important in a day, then I've achieved what I needed to in that day. But if I try to please everyone and do everything in a day, I end up cheating myself and those that count on me as well. Because they don't need me uh, frustrated at my wit's end and exhausted. Look for what's important, put that in, the rest take it out. So like they say, a good painting is finished at the beginning. And uh, that just goes with what I've said about making a great start and setting a good foundation. How would our lives be if we did the same, established a foundation that we can build on? If we get all the big pieces in place, things will be much more simpler, much more effective, much more powerful. So fewer things, that would be a fantastic thing. Fewer things that we can spend our money on, fewer things to distract us, fewer things to confuse us. We can't let everything in and give everything equal attention. What are a few things that I've done in my own life to, to help me on this path? And I always come back to probably top of the list is uh, getting rid of things like my cable TV. I did that uh, some years ago and I haven't looked back. But before doing that, it felt like I was almost admitting to a failure. Getting rid of cable TV felt like I was getting rid of an essential right, almost an accomplishment. Everybody has cable TV, and if I get rid of that, I'm going to feel like I'm backtracking. Maybe things are not going so well, um, because, or something like that. It's these irrational ideas that one has. But we did it, and as I said, from the get-go, we didn't miss it for a moment. There is so much to entertain and educate if you have uh, the internet, for instance, and most people have that now, so uh, what do I need cable TV for? And then, of course, there was the saving. Just a, a cable subscription in our area was costing as much as an internet subscription, but how much more can I do with the internet? That was really a no-brainer to stop the one and keep the internet. And now I have that um, saving that can be used for more meaningful things or put away and, and saved for some other time or added to an emergency fund or whatever. And once that step was taken, many other things followed. If you, for example, subscribing to a newspaper or a magazine, well, that 
quickly became pointless exercise as well. I just found that one thing led to another. I got rid of one thing and then asked myself, well, why am I keeping this other subscription? I don't really use it. Nobody else does. Get rid of it. I think it's a case of awareness. As soon as you um, make the one change, then things start revealing themselves and you can make more and more change. The same applies to my painting as well. And find that at the end of a painting session, getting pretty tired mentally, but uh, then I leave the painting, come back the next day and things simply stand out as so obvious. How could I have missed this part of the painting that needed more attention? Or why have I included these details? Or why is that a certain color? They stand out and they're so obvious. It's because you need to give yourself a bit of um, space and, and time to consider and think and let the mind process something and then you come back to the job at hand following day and uh, the answers are self-evident. It's like that with everything. Just take a more considered approach and that is part of simplifying and uh, bringing some peace into our lives. The art of simplicity is, is not something that is easily achieved but once we start thinking about it becoming more aware, sort of turning our attention and asking the question, why is that necessary? Is that going to bring more value to my life, to my painting, to anything that may be considered at that time? And if the answer is no, or probably not, look at ways to simplify and, and remove the unnecessary. So hopefully um, as time goes by it becomes easier. I know it does in fact and it's taken me years to to learn these things in my own painting and it will probably never uh, totally be satisfied but in life as well that is a constant uh, exercise of reminding myself improving self-awareness. Well, I hope this has given you something to consider and, and to decide whether you are on the path of simplicity or whether you are uh, chasing your tail and, and uh, getting more and more frustrated and maybe uh, a good time to stand back and consider what is really adding value to your life and your art. And on this uh, subject of simplicity, it, it's probably a good point for me to uh, mention that I, I have prepared some painting courses which have a lot of focus on the startup of a painting and the simplification of a painting. And uh, you can visit my website malcolmdeweyfineart.com and find uh, a free painting course called How to Add Power to Your Painting. Check it out. You can find it on my website. Just look for painting courses and uh, you can join that one up for free. Great, so I will see you next time. And if you like this episode, please give it a like and a share. And uh, we'll chat again soon. Cheers for now.